six weeks we've been asking the God questions, some of the most important things that we would like to know about God. And so it's just fitting that we end with this one. What happens when I die? What happens when I die? So there were two 95-year-old twin sisters. They, they had just died and they were now in heaven. And so they were just marveling at, at all of God's glory and the beauty of the new heavens and the new earth the solid gold streets and the pearly gates and the amazing landscaping. And after a while, then one finally turned to the other and she said to her sister, you know, we could have been here five years earlier if you wouldn't have had us made eat all those, that oat bran for all those years, right? Right? You know, that's the thing. We all want to get to heaven, but nobody wants to die, right? So let me just ask you, how many of you would like to die today? Anybody? One, oh, there we go. It'd be nice if God came down and took us to heaven. That would be all right. But yeah, most of us, we'd like it to be somewhere still in the future. And part of that is because we don't want to die today. But also part of it is because we don't have a really good picture of what heaven looks like. Go ahead and put the picture up on the screen there. This is kind of the picture that a lot of us have where... There are angels with their wings. Maybe we even have wings and we're strumming our harp and we're just singing holy, holy, holy over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And, and that's our idea of heaven. It's not very exciting. In fact, it's almost downright boring, isn't it? So that's a problem. Well, today we're going to take a look at the wonders of heaven from the eyes of John. So we have another picture up there maybe looking out over all of what the new heaven will look like and getting a picture uh, for us. So whatever your idea is of heaven this morning, we want to take a look at these wonders which are truly beyond description. So four times in our chapter of Revelation chapter 21, John uses the word new. So new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem. In fact, he says, look, everything is new. So I want you to think a little bit of it this way. Think of this earth and think of the Garden of Eden. Whatever your picture was in the Garden of Eden, put that in your mind. And now it's a thousand times better than that. You see, if it was perfect in the beginning and say, yes, it was, wasn't it? It was perfect. It was paradise. Human beings had everything that we needed. The only thing then that changed was sin, which corrupted everything. So we still have this blueprint of what God originally intended. Now it's all new. It's all perfect, recreated for us. So let me use an analogy. How many of you uh, have flown in economy class on an airplane? Probably most of us. All right. If you had your choice would you fly economy or first class? First class, right? So it's kind of like that. It's the same, only better. So if you are in economy class, do you have a chair? Yes, most of the time you have a seat. There's not a lot of leg room and you're squeezed in there. But in first class, lots of leg room, maybe a bigger chair, a cushy chair. If it's an international flight, maybe it even reclines, and you can even sleep in it like a bed. 
Now, in economy, you get what? Peanuts, maybe, stale pretzels. You have to actually pay for your drink. But in first class, a gourmet meal with real silverware and an endless cup and the flight attendants, they are there constantly filling that cup up all the time. And afterward, you get dessert and then this hot towel that you can use. It feels so good. That is heaven. It's the same, but better and never boring. Now, let me give you another image, the beauty of heaven. Guys, especially for you, think of your wedding day. Think of your wedding day and the vision of your wife coming down the aisle, the wife-to-be. Now, for me, so here I am. <laughs> you know, this is coming. And there she is, there she is, adorned in white, just glowing with radiance. No, I don't have a picture. Sorry, this is all in your mind. <laughs> coming down the aisle as beautiful, as pretty as ever. That, the picture of heaven. It is your best day every day. Think in your mind what your greatest dreams would be. Now, I do have to say here that my dreams are different from my wife's dreams. This is how it goes so if Sharon is having a dream, uh, I am usually in it, and I am usually in trouble. Just saying. And so she'll kick me in the middle of the night, and, and, and you know, I wake up, and I go, what's wrong? And she goes, you were doing this or that, whatever it was, and I was doing something mean or wrong or terrible or just plain stupid, which is usually the case. And I'm like, how can you be mad at me? How come you're hitting me? How come you're kicking me? It was your dream, right? Now, here's my dream. It goes like this. On the golf course. Boom. Hole in one. Hole in one. I've never had a hole in one here on earth, but in heaven it happens all the time. Now, maybe not every time, because still we're going to have this body is just now resurrected, so it's perfect. Now, I'm still not going to be eight foot tall, I don't think. Probably look very much like this, but younger maybe. No pain, no wrinkles, no, or at least less limitation. So, it's, it's, it's like this. So, in heaven, I'm not going to sing as well as our praise team over here. But I won't offend anyone either. See? That's heaven. It's not going to be boring. It's going to be that wedding day, the birth of your first child, the, the hole in one, your team winning the Super Bowl. Go Chiefs. I had to get that in there. Go Chiefs, right? All the wonder that's in your mind. Heaven is going to be a thousand times better than the earth. But what I want you to understand this is it's not the things so much. As great as that will be, it's still the more important, which is the relationships that you have. Because that you can take with you into heaven. 
And the most important relationship is the one that we have with God himself. And so the heart of heaven is this, the relationship that we have with our heavenly father, the relationship, the friendship that we have with his son, Jesus. God will be on his throne. He will be right here in the midst of us. Imagine Jesus sitting right next to you right now. That is heaven. Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people. That means you will be his children. And God himself will be with them and be their God. Imagine just how much we have, we have messed up our relationship with God through our sin, through our complaining, through our fighting, through all the conflicts that we have with one another, the disappointment that he has with us here on earth, that same God who made us is now going to be right there in our midst. The creator with the creature, the ones just like us who have not been grateful for all his blessings, the ones who have said it's not fair when we compare what others have to what we have. The same creatures who say, give us justice, when if God truly did here on earth, we would be punished forever. Imagine. That is the heart of heaven, the relationship with our God. Or think of it this way. We are re reunited with our rescuer. Oh, how we love stories of redemption, stories of rescue. Imagine a little girl in a, in, a, in a burning home, three years old, helpless, unconscious, because of all the smoke. And imagine her mother there on the front porch screaming as the firefighters come in, save my little girl, save my little girl. And a brave firefighter goes through all the flames, and through all the smoke, and crawls up the stairs and finds the unconscious little girl and puts her in his arms and carries her down. But she's unconscious. And the mother, of course, is coming to her aid, and they forget all about saying thank you to the firefighter. Then imagine, 14 years later, the three-year-old is graduating from high school. And all her life, she, she just wants to go and thank the man who saved her life, who made all of this possible. She's now valedictorian, and in her speech, she wants him to be there. And she calls, and she calls, and she goes through all the different steps to try and identify who this man is. And finally, after 14 years, she finds that he's all the way across the country, but she's able to bring this hero and his family to her graduation just so she can say, thank you. And she throws her arms around him in gratitude. That is what heaven will be like. As we throw our arms around the one who went to the cross to die in our place, to save us from our sins, we can say thank you. And not only that, earth burdens will be lifted. What a great job that Monica did with the kids. Read that verse. God will wipe away every tear 
from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. We can just tick these off. No more tears, no crying towels in heaven. It will not be necessary. Tears of joy, sure. But no pain. Not physical, not emotional, and certainly no pain of separation. Because isn't that the worst pain of all? Those of you that have lost loved ones, a spouse, a parent, worst of all, a child. Nothing wrenches at your heart more than that separation. You know, one word at least that will not be in our vocabulary in heaven is goodbye. Because we will be with the people of God. Those loved ones who have trusted in the Lord, they will be there along with us. I imagine John who is exiled on Patmos. No family, no friends. All the other disciples are dead by now. How he longs to see them again. How he longs to see his disciples. How he longs to see the other apostles. How he longs to see Mary. That Jesus had said at the cross, Behold your mother, your son. So no tears, no pain, no death. We can say hallelujah to that. But here's the one that I don't understand, and maybe you can enlighten me. No sea. I'm thinking, God, what are you doing? No sea. I love the ocean. Don't you love the ocean? Especially in, in the middle of February in Crystal Lake, Illinois. I mean, wouldn't you just love to get on a plane and go to the Bahamas or, or even Florida? I'd even settle for California. Salt air, to breathe it in, it's so refreshing. What was God thinking? Well, we have to understand, and you do, not everything in the Bible is literal. So last week when we said that Jesus was the door or the gate, you didn't picture a, a wooden piece of furniture. You didn't think of an iron gate swinging. You thought of the entrance to heaven. And so also the sea has a, a different meaning, especially for the people of the Bible, because it's written primarily for the people in the first century, not us today in the 21st century. And what did people think about the earth way back then? It was flat, and if you sailed, you would go off the edge into the sea. The sea was where the, the great dragon was, the sea monsters, Satan himself. You were afraid, deathly afraid of the sea. So if there is no more sea, there's nothing to be afraid of. There is no sin, which causes the tears and the pain and the death and the separation. So earth burdens are all lifted. And finally, then, we need to understand that heaven is two things for us. It is our destination. It is where we are headed as the people of God. Because Christ has already accomplished everything. 
There's only two things that need to be in our minds because Christ has gone to the, to the cross. Christ has paid the price. Christ has suffered in our place. Christ has died and risen from the grave. So those two things, number one, trust in him. And secondly, be prepared. You don't know when your day is coming or when the Lord returns. Sharon's sister has a friend in, in Cleveland, 40 years old. I think it was on Friday. Woke up in the morning, another day, go to school, go through your routine, just like always, Friday night, killed in a car crash. Just like that. Read of a, a man in mowing his lawn in the summertime, just mowing his lawn. Got hit by a stray bullet. Gone. Drunk driver crosses the yellow line. Gone. Heart attack in the middle of the night. Gone. Be prepared. The good news is that Christ has accomplished the victory. So heaven is our destination. That makes the suffering of this world so much more bearable when we can look forward to all these wonders that the Bible describes. It's in writing, in, in indelible ink. In your name, written in the book of life. But the other thing that we need to understand, again, is that heaven is our home. Not earth, not this place. This is temporary. But a, a dot on the continuum of eternity. And so we don't want to get too comfortable while we are here as we look forward to where we will want to go. But at the same time, when those burdens of this life begin to weigh on us, when we groan under its pressure, when we have the pain of separation or even of persecution, know that heaven is our home. I remember when I first went away to Boy Scout camp. Now, I, I love Boy Scouts. I loved, I loved scouting later on, but not the first one. You see, I was not a good Boy Scout. My uniform was always askew. Could never get the kerchief tied on right. Did not like sleeping out on the ground at all. I loved my nice, soft, comfy bed at home. And I have to tell you, the, the grub, as we called it at camp, was downright awful. And that first week, I tipped over my canoe. I got all wet. I had to dry my uniform out there over a fire. It didn't, it didn't dry very well. I had way too much hot chocolate the first night. I won't go into description there for you. It was not a pretty scene. I hated it. I was miserable. I was cold and I was homesick. But then on the third day, on a Wednesday, we got to make one phone call well before cell phones. You went to the to the cabin there where they had one line, one phone, and you took your turn, and I'm, Mom, I want to go home. 
her words were what kept me going. She said, you can make it because in three days you will be home. And I'll have your favorite meal for you, pot roast, mashed potatoes and gravy, creamed corn, apple pie a la mode. Have your bed made for you. You'll sleep so soundly. I'll wash all of those clothes and we'll give you a hot, warm bath. Because camp wasn't my home. And this earth is not our home either. And we have the words of Jesus in that, in that picture where our friends are going to be and where our God is going to be and where our comfort is going to be and where our safety is going to be. And on that last day, whenever it comes, and I hope it isn't soon, but whenever it is, as you are prepared, as you trust in the Lord, on that day that you die, it will be Jesus who wraps his arms around you and takes you home to be with him in heaven. What a picture. What a destination to look forward to. Our home with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We're going to show a video now for our offering.